What's better than Anchor's podcast creation tools? Nothing. Mankind has always searched for evidence of God's perfection, and we found it. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use straight from your phone or computer. The creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the lesser of the podcast platforms like Stitcher. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I've made $5, and I've been doing this for three months. So, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is a warning that sometimes there might be inappropriate language, whether it comes from the book we're reviewing or us uh, uh, lightly peppering in some swears in the conversation. We don't normally go crazy, but sometimes it happens, so keep that in mind if you've got a little kid or if you're just really uh, fussy. But uh, either way, don't let that hinder you from enjoying the book, boys. Have you used nails on anything else, or like your yeah, entire like nails so pictures far? and stuff? I mean, okay. I own a home. Why well, didn't know if you use smart strips? <laughs> smart strips? Yeah, that sounds like a guy that goes to Target a lot. Ben. Yeah. So, how's your week, Ben? Oh, so for people that are listening, Ben decided to bring McDonald's because he's hungry. <laughs> I was hungry. I didn't have time. I didn't uh, go home before this. I went straight from work to my appointment. What's your appointment, or is that secret? Well, it's... No, I just told you I was saving it for the show. Oh, dang. All right. Don't say something like you have a horrible disease, like Glenn, I have cancer, here on the show. <laughs> what was your appointment, and please don't let it be something serious. I like that you're more concerned that you use your real name than <laughs> or the possibility I might have cancer. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's kind of fitting, since we're discussing a sports book here this week, it was kind of fitting I was... Uh, I had an appointment to go get an MRI because my knees are shot from playing oh. soccer. So It's just your knees. Who cares? Yeah. All right, fine. So how are the knees, Ben? I don't know. Now they have to... Well, they're they're not good. That's why I was going to get the MRI. Are you having a tough time walking? Well, it's, What's the side effect that brought you in to get the MRI? This has been nagging injuries that I've had for a while. And like my left knee especially will just either lock up or buckle sometimes. For Where no you reason. can't bend it? Yeah. That makes me want to throw up. Um, the idea of your leg buckling back a little bit and you can't bend it is terrifying. Yeah, it's, I mean, sickening. I can still bend it. I, like It pops in and out of place a lot. It makes funny noises. It's not, <laughs> it's not doing noises. what Yeah, it's not doing what knees are supposed to do. So I went in. Does it ever do a sad trombone sound when you're trying to walk? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was, I, it was a little annoying because I thought I was getting both knees MRI today, but they mm-hmm. just did the left one because the doctor... Just ordered the left one. No, he looked right. at the x-rays and said the right one looked even worse than the left one on the x-rays. So I don't know why he didn't Why order would you go for the... Yeah. Like, I complain more about the left one, but he thought the right one looks worse on the x-ray. They're both bad. <laughs> we, we suspect a lot of uh, ligament tears, uh, meniscus tears. What did you do There's to create this spurs. problem in your knees? Were you a sportsman? Yeah, I told you. It was a soccer injury. I thought you were kidding. No. You played a lot of soccer at one point in your life? Yeah, I played um, like on an adult rec league for about 10 years until I had to retire due to knee injuries a couple years ago. Hmm. You had to retire. Well, that sucks. So what are the options for your knee if it turns out that it's as bad as they think it is? You got two hamburgers. What's well, that one, other one? One's a filet of fish. Oh, all right, sure. A little hamburger, a little meat, and a little fish. Serve it turf. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you have a system here where you put all your uh, french fries into the lid of the thing that holds your hamburger. I mean, it's not bad. It's it's great. Look how accessible they are now. They are accessible, and they're sp- they're uh, displayed beautifully. That's what I was hoping you'd do. I also hope that when you get to the bottom of that soda, you just don't give up. <laughs> ah, that's refreshing. So what are they going to do? Operate? Give you robot knees? What's going to happen? Yeah, I don't think we're talking knee replacement yet. I think there's some... Still hoping those knees? Arthroscopic <laughs> surgery involved? I don't know what. My doctor will see the results of this MRI later this week, and we'll... Create a plan from there, I guess. You know you're worrying your mother when she hears the show, Ben. 
Has, does your mother know about this? But yeah. <laughs> is this the first time she's going to hear us on the show? No, I told her. All right, fine. How did she take it? <laughs> How did she take it when you retired <laughs> from soccer? The tough, yeah. I'm sure she's pretty upset. Did she drop her glass of mint julep at the time that you told her? Kind of an illustrator, right? You can. Hmm. You I'm to draw a picture of your mom. I kind of am curious to see if you drew a picture of my mom, like what you think she looks like, and <laughs> <laughs> the caricature that you've created. You, find you but more feminine. If you know the direction I'm going with this. <laughs> Uh, what else is going on in your life? How's work? Still good? Good. Really busy, though. Oh, no, I, That's good? Yeah, it is, but I, I don't know. Hmm. The last job sucked, but at least I didn't have to do anything ever. Yeah. Is that the trade-off here? To make a decent salary, I have to do work now? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, good. Yeah. How's yeah, your work going? Rewarding or whatever. Uh, I actually heard that there's going to be layoffs, specifically in my department. <laughs> So this, all this magic right now, the studio, the house, the cats, could all go away, Ben. All right, so you're potentially on the chopping block there? Ah, yeah, for sure. I thought you were irreplaceable. I'd like to think I am, maybe in my bubbling personality, but because uh, everyone else I work with are horrible. Uh, but no, um, everyone else that's horrible has been working there forever, so they got a deep knowledge of insanely complicated, archaic systems. Uh, so they're not going anywhere. It'd be like stupid you, to let them go. You don't know how to play office politics very well. No, I don't want... No, I don't. But that's about it. I Nothing also want to ask you about your schedule in general, because... Hmm. Well, I texted you on my way over saying I was going to stop and grab something to eat. Yes. You were saying you were going to eat after we were done recording? Like, Yeah. I'm I've, curious, like, what your typical schedule... Like, how... Do you sleep till noon and... No. Oh, that seems like a late dinner. Just because I'm eating late means I sleep until noon? Well, I don't know. Like... Do you realize that people in this world are separate from you? Their own individual people with their own consciousnesses and their own uh, desires and wants? Do you think that when you go to sleep at night, everyone stops existing? No. <laughs> I love the slurping sounds that I know have got to be recorded right now as you're thinking about what I'm saying and just chomping away. <laughs> I remember seeing an old episode. I think it was Growing Pains. <laughs> where, uh... Uh, Where Alex Keaton has to suddenly develop empathy for other people. That wasn't Growing Pains. That was uh, Alex oh. Keaton is... Uh, Family Ties. Yeah. You're right. I think growing it was pain. Growing Pains was the one I was thinking of. One of the kids had to stay home from school. Yeah. Sick one day mm-hmm. and was shocked. He came to the realization that like the world continued without him. Like, <laughs> the school bus still came even though it wasn't picking him up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, I'm eating dinner afterwards because I have something in the fridge that my girlfriend made. That's nice. Is that normal for you to eat that late, though, or what's? It doesn't uh, matter. It's not like we're. It's not even seven o'clock. I'm just curious. Well, Well, I know it's not (laughs) seven. I'll be eating at eight o'clock. If I had been here as late as I originally thought, were you going to eat before I came? Is that okay with you that I might have squeezed it in? I'm just curious. I didn't know if you have dinner at like ten o'clock. Are you a Spaniard? Why a Spaniard? They like, eat notoriously late, don't they? Because they take the siesta during the day. Oh, this is ba- this is delicately, per- precariously balanced on a thin line of racism right no, now. No, it's not racist. <laughs> it's, it's, I think, uh, isn't Spain notorious for people having late dinners? I don't know. I'm ignorant about the Spaniards' eating habits. A neighbor next door, this isn't going to show, a neighbor next door, the neighbor lady... We were talking about the couple that lives across the street, and they have a kid, and they're African-American. Okay. She called them coloreds. <laughs> For real. <laughs> she goes, oh, the colored couple across the street. I go, uh, How old is your neighbor? Probably oh. your age. Early 40s. <laughs> wow. But for real. Coloreds. Okay. Well, back to the Somebody show. our age say that word. She does wow. come from a small town, but do small towns... Use the word colored still? I don't think so. I mean, the racist people from the small towns do, I guess. I didn't think they bothered keeping up with our older terms. For I thought. They oh, just, you're, they you would just would drop the N word. I figured they just dropped the N word okay. because it's like, well, why would I bother trying to do the dance here and using our like an older version of what was once acceptable? No. Uh, well, yeah, I don't she know. said coloreds, and that was insane <laughs> to me. Moving on. Uh, no, otherwise, nothing else is going on in my life. Um, work is weird. Uh, girlfriend's fine. She's none of your business. The kids are fine. They're also none of your business. Uh, 
That's about it. Oh, Mouse Wars. Okay. Which is something I was saving for the show. Okay, and we got <laughs> something else to talk about, too. Oh, what's that? Your Halloween take here. I, mm. I walked in, I noticed there's a large bowl of candy by the Full door. Full of the brim. Indicated you didn't get many trick-or-treaters. No, which is I what didn't. I've heard from everybody. Uh, coworkers, really? friends, like, I don't think anybody got trick-or-treaters. Because there's cities. a new phenomenon, isn't there? There's a new phenomenon. Well, at you, least I don't know. You told here, me about this. I hadn't heard about it. In my neighborhood, uh, I talked to the next door racist lady. We'll leave it in the show. So <laughs> she <laughs> she uh, she was saying, I said, yeah, there was no kids coming to the door. And then that's when I brought up, what about that couple across the street? They got a kid. And she said, you know, it's the color couple. Um, she said, no, all the kids in this neighborhood, they uh, the families do this thing where they park a car. All these cars line up at a park, like in the parking lot. All the cars line up, and they have candy and stuff in their trunks, which sounds creepy. And <laughs> kids go from car to car getting candy, which also sounds insanely creepy. So it's this really trashy sort of Halloween thing. But they're doing it, and that's why they're not going house to house. Somehow, getting candy from the trunk of a car is safer and uh, a good decision versus going door to door. To neighbors that you know and you see every day. Yeah, do you, I don't know how old your kids are or how old kids are when they stop trick-or-treating, but hmm. did your kids trick-or-treat this year? No. Uh, usually the trick-or-treating kind of stops around 12 or 13, because then they just want to hang out with their friends and be loud. Mouse Wars so had a professional come, so I Whoa. laid out traps. Yeah, you got the pros in them. Yep, I laid out traps everywhere. Um, they're not on the floor anymore and stuff like you've seen before. Uh, they're all gone because the mouse were walking up to each trap and licking the uh, peanut butter right off it without setting off the trap. Every trap was completely bare of peanut butter. And, Did you not hmm. look at that? You didn't notice that? Not or that's what prompted you to call in the pros? That's what prompted me to call in the pros. because Okay, I, also, I, got, I was under the impression that the pros came here and said... Well, you see what happened here, Mr. Nuzzles, is the mindset to all the peanut butter right off the trap. I appreciate that you took the time to not only remember to not use my real name, but you used my fake last name. So I appreciate that, Ben. Uh, no, I looked. I said, oh, because I would just sort of glance. Okay, I don't see a dead thing on any of these traps, and I'd do my laundry and do whatever. But then once I actually got close enough, I'm like, there's no peanut butter on this one. And then I looked at another one. There's no peanut butter on this one either. Did I just forget to put it on these ones? And so I walked around. None of them had peanut butter. I'm like, son of a bitch. And all the mouse poison I have, that's what I was really checking more often to see if anything was eating the mouse poison. Nothing's touching the mouse poison. So I said, apparently, I'm in over my head. Hmm. You know what you need? What's that? Peanut butter flavored mouse poison. <laughs> Why has nobody thought of this? <laughs> I don't think anyone has thought of this, Ben. You better edit this out, because I don't want somebody stealing... I don't want one of our dozen listeners stealing my million-dollar idea there. Well, I found out you shouldn't have mouse poison in the house anyways. So mouse poison outside that's peanut butter-flavored, Ben, run with that. But inside the house, you don't want it, because they die and they stink. For two weeks, they stink. Is that what the smell is down here? It's what I'm wondering, if that's what the smell is down here. I've caught two mice already in this one spot over here, which is disturbing because they're so damn cute. They have tiny little chubby legs. When you crush them, they don't bleed everywhere. They just look like they're sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of sad. So the mouse wars weighs heavily on you. <laughs> it's like Charlie from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where he just comes out. It's like his birthday, but he forgets, and he just comes out of the basement with his rat-killing stick. And he goes, yeah, you know, you see, you look in their eyes, and <laughs> you start to wonder if it's worth it, you know? <laughs> The book, Ben. Don Cherry's, what is it? Don Cherry's Hockey Greats and More. Yeah. Um, uh, he looks like a guy that used to run the dry cleaners we worked at. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like, and that man's name is Dick Gay, and that is not an exaggeration. His no, name is Richard Gay. That's a true story. Yeah, I he looks there. a lot like him. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> he <laughs> he looks like it's hilarious. So is that why you picked this author? I, I was curious how you arrived at Don Cherry. No. Uh, my other podcast properties, sometimes I'll take a break in the middle of reading and go to Penguin Random House up-and-coming books that are going to be released soon. And this okay. was one of them. And wow. I thought, that's a weird cover. This flamboyant man in a loud suit with a weird, like, Spuds McKenzie dog. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, so I read the little review on that and was whatever, making fun of it and stuff. And um, But then when we came up with the idea of sports, someone's using my bathroom? No one else is in the house. <laughs> what the hell is that? 
Is that the... Oh, I got the dishwasher going. Oh. I don't have a water softener. Are you kidding me? Have you seen my skin? No, I don't look at your skin that closely. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't, I didn't examine. I wish you would sometimes. <laughs> so, Don Cherry's Hockey Greats and More. Um, yeah, I stumbled across that just because he looks like a weirdo, and I did a little review on the release of the book okay. and then realized, well, maybe this will be weird. So you'd never heard of him before? Never heard of him. Okay. Have you? Yeah. Okay, so you're going to have to He's a, guide me through some of this. I don't know much about sports, I, especially I hockey. Yeah. Go on. He's Canadian. Mm-hmm. He's uh, one of the, I think, three TV shows that they have in Canada. <laughs> one of them is Hockey Night in Canada. <laughs> and uh, As an aside, he does mention his shows that have the cheesiest, silliest names, like Coach's Corner. But apparently yeah. it's like a giant deal. Like, you're right. It's one of three shows in Canada where yeah. everyone watches Coach's Corner, yeah. which sounds like something that my grandparents would have watched back in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, he's... he's a, Hosts of Hockey Night in Canada or whatever, mm-hmm. and they show the big hockey games up there to all the Canadians. Yep. And he's known for wearing flamboyant coats, suit yep. coats. That's and that's about all I knew about him. Mm-hmm. So I've learned a lot about Mr. Cherry <laughs> reading this, <laughs> Mr. Cherry, this asinine book. Which could, yeah. to sum up, like I think this book is. I don't know what the point of it is. I feel like it's. <laughs> I don't know either. You, it's like the reading. Like if you went to the bar and there's this like. Mm-hmm. The old guy, the drunk guy at the end of the bar by himself, just yeah. talking to anyone who'll listen. This it's, it's just random stories about his past that he's... And it's not constructed in a way that paints a picture. No. It's, it's not like... It's just as if he sat down and just like, I remember this story, and then just puts it on page. Like, good, yeah. that's a chapter. Yeah, yeah, there's no... Yeah, there's no underlying like thread like tying any of these stories together. It's just jumpy and random and... Completely random. And, like, it's... Assuming a level of knowledge that I don't have, I can't imagine how lost you felt. Oh, totally book. lost. Like, I, mean, I, I was like, what the hell is he talking about right now? He was, like, right at the beginning. Oh, I wonder I if didn't he... know, like, what the timeline was here. He was, he was interviewing, I don't know, just the, the familiarity that he has that he expects his readers to have. And it's just well, I think he's, he's got all the, like, the hot takes. He says all the things that the... Oh, yeah. The current day, the PC culture, what you say about <laughs> sports anymore. Like, about the chapter that we ended up on was about fighting. Fighting. And uh, I, I suppose we should save that for the end, but... Uh, well, that was the thing, is I was wondering, how are we going to talk about this book? Because everything else is a story with chapters and a linear beginning, middle, and end that we can sort of talk about the sequence of the story and then comment on it. Here, I don't know how we're going to talk about this, because it is just a hodgepodge of, like, like, he might as well be saying, like, I'm going to write a chapter on Scotty Bauman. And, oh, yeah, I remember the one time Phil Donahue. Like, it just completely yeah. slaps stuff in, and I have no idea like, yeah. <laughs> how we're going to talk about this. So I, I just I started taking just, yeah. clips of what I was reading. Okay. Is, I'm not going to sit here and read quotes the entire time, but that's the only way I could figure out how to make notes on this. Well, I think the more compelling conversation here is just I want to examine your experience with the book because... Mm. Did you know who any of these people were that he was talking about? Had you heard of any of these names before? No. Okay. I mean, I know... Um, well, maybe I don't, because now that I have to think of the name. Wayne Gretzky. Okay. I know who Wayne Gretzky is. And... Which he mentioned in passing. <clears throat> in passing about... Uh, like, uh, in was... fights. It was the fights chapter, I think. Because I was talking about protecting Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, he was yeah. like a key player. But um, there's also... Uh, he never mentioned it, but he... When I was a kid, my dad would watch the North Stars... I'm considerably older than you. So this I, is in the 1970s. Uh-huh. Uh, my dad watched the North Stars, and I um, I remember Dino Cicerelli because I would want my dad to like me, so I'd sit there and pretend like I'm enjoying this game that I have no idea what's going on. And uh, But then it was like the announcer would say, Dino Cicerelli, and I Flintstones, Dino. And I was like, oh, Dino. So that was my favorite. Okay. I don't know if he was good or bad. So I know Dino Cicerelli from the North Stars. <laughs> pretty good, didn't... Uh... This might be a good talking boy for the show. Oh. Didn't Dino Cicerelli get arrested for indecent exposure in the <laughs> 80s or something? I think there was an incident when he was with the North Stars where he got arrested for something. We should start a podcast. I think called... he was like just nude sunbathing in his front yard or something. Oh, I was he? I, I don't know. Let he me... has to be very, very old by now. Like he's got to be in his 60s or something. Uh, he is 59. He's only 59? He's born on February 8th, 1960. Hmm. And, uh,. He's in the Hockey Hall of Fame. That's how good he was. He is not. My favorite guy, the only person whose name I knew, actually was in the Hockey Hall of Fame. 
the, the, Wait, was Dino Cicerelli? He wasn't mentioned in this book, though, was he? No, I didn't. Okay, not, he's not just so the far. only other hockey man that you've ever heard Trust of. me, if okay. Dino Cicerelli was mentioned in this book, I would be calling it out that I actually know someone being referenced, except for Wayne Gretzky. Oh, he's got a whole wiki. Oh, it's just a paragraph about uh, controversy. <laughs> What's the controversy? Is it nude sunbathing like you thought? Oh, yeah. In 1987, he pleaded guilty to indecent exposure and received probation. For do, do they give an example or detail, I mean? I don't know. I'm going to click on the cited link here. Anyway, th- I think this is the conversation we have about the book, though, is your just My, utter lack of knowledge of sports. And I, yeah, I've got some sports a, knowledge. Well, here, it doesn't so. mean it's going to be interesting. There's just a lot of like, hey, 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 Glenn, do you know who this is? And I go, I don't know. No, that's that's not what we're doing here. Is I that just, not what we're doing? Well, because my point is like, I have a certain level of knowledge about mm. hockey and sports in general, and I was lost reading this, so I can't imagine <laughs> like how unbearable this was for you. Like, because again, he's like, he's talking as if he's assuming the reader is familiar with everything, yeah. and he's just calling everyone by their first name. He'll mention the mm-hmm. first and last name once, and then he's just calling them by their first name or their nickname. Yeah. There's also like the the quotes, like when you have somebody on the show, and well, it's like, even... I don't know who he's talking to anymore, and it's like, yeah, and he's, yeah, and that's like what half this book is. It's just. A transcription from interviews on TV shows from like 1984. Yeah, which he's got like nine books. So where is he? Is he repeating well, stories? I think he's just filling it with. He's got all the transcripts from his shows, and he's just like <laughs> putting them into books, and then like, like adding he, a little bit of context before and after these transcripts. Yeah, is that that's basically kind of what's going on in here? Except for he's got the chapter on like fighting, and I forget what the coaching, the coaching one. Those yeah. are ones with no transcripts. But here's an example of the transcript because I did take this one. I wrote hilarious. Uh, Don, tell us what happened with Phil, Scotty. It's a long story. Don, it's the grapevine. Go ahead. <laughs> And I'm like, sweet. That was worth putting in the book. I love the whole grape thing, the grapevine, and just calling them grapes because his name's Cherry. Yeah, I was going to ask you. I think that's all it is. At first, I thought they meant grapes, like, as if it's like some sort of 1920s newsy, like, ah, that's sour grapes. Like, ah, grapes to that or something. But no, they're they're nicknaming him grapes because his last name is Cherry. I think so. Just like how you you call the fat guy, you call him Tiny because it's funny. His Uh, last name is Cherry, so you call him grapes. And that's why he started a show called The Grapevine. I think so. This is amazing. I don't know any of this, but that's just I knowing the type of people here that they're involved. I'm guessing that's the humor. Well, I will give you an example of when you're saying, what's this like for me? One, I was hoping that this book was going to have stats, which I would just gloss over because I don't care or know. <laughs> like, it, so he got 50 goals in a season. Is that's that a lot normal of goals. or is that not normal? I don't know. What's the average person's getting goals? But I found out apparently it's a big deal. But he says, uh, I wrote, I'm from the moon, apparently, because it says, in case you're from the moon. I was going to ask you if you're from the moon. (laughs) In case you're from the moon, I'll explain to you that Scotty was talking about the famous photo of Bobby flying through the air after scoring the Stanley Cup winning goal in the 1970 Stanley Cup final. First of all, Do you have any idea of what you're talking talking about? No. it's uh, Apparently, it's before I'm born. Did you look up the picture? I did look up the picture. That's not a picture like, oh, well, great. No, it just went flying. That's not a picture that I stare at and I'm like or like I've seen in my childhood I'm like oh it's the famous 1970 Stanley Cup Finals photo it is a pretty famous hockey photo though it's weird I know it's did we did we say it's Bobby Orr in 1970 in the Stanley Cup go Finals go ahead you say it he scored a goal and he was like flying through the air it was like parallel to the ice it's a pretty famous is he flying photo. through the air parallel because he's happy or because that's how he made his goal like he was flying I think he like a bird or a missile and then like slap shotted it in that's not how sports or physics works. <laughs> Is that how you slap shot where you just go running and then you get your legs up behind no. you and fly towards him like a missile? I, I think I haven't seen the video for a while, but I think he scored. I think he like skated in front of the goal pretty mm-hmm. close, and he had to like kind of jump to avoid being tripped by mm-hmm. either the goalie or that defenseman standing behind there. So he just kind of like shot the puck in and kind of jumped to avoid being hit or whatever. Oh. And so that's the moment this photo was captured. But yeah, so he's talking to Scotty Bowman about this, mm-hmm. who's one of the most famous hockey coaches ever, most successful. <clears throat> but you have no idea of that. No. Nope. You don't know who Bobby Orr is? No. You don't know what this picture is? This picture just looks weird. And he, he tells you he must be from the moon then. And I'm clearly from the moon. Yeah. That, well, that's something I like, know, when I, when I read that's something that one of my dad's friends would say. What are you, so, so little sissy? What are you, from the moon? <laughs> Like, I guess that's kind of why I started to like this book after a while, because I was just imagining one of my dad's friends with like a, like a Schlitz 
smoking a cigarette and I'm left alone with this guy for a minute while dad goes to the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, since we defined the fact that I'm from the moon, let's take a break. Okay, we're back. So. Go ahead. Well, I just want to talk about universal truths here. Wow. Everybody knows that all goalies are a bit flaky. (laughs) You knew that, right? (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Anyway, just a hockey truism for you. I like how this guy has a show when the comments he makes to the people he's interviewing aren't in-depth. He's no Dick Cavett where he's got in-depth questions and really draws information out of the person. So this guy, uh, Fergie, this is the baseball section. So he talks about baseball and how he loves baseball. Ferguson Jenkins. Ferguson Jenkins, there you go. Fergie talks about how he's almost drafted into uh, Vietnam. Um, And then Don, so it's it's kind of like a big, long thing. And he says, I would have been drafted in Vietnam in 1962. Don's response, you'd be throwing hand grenades instead of baseballs. Yeah. He has a show. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I did like Fergie. So this is Fergie. What he would do when a bad call is made by the Empire, or the Umpire Empire. Anyways, <laughs> Fergie says, "Well, I'd call the Empire Umpire again." What's wrong with me? Well, you don't know sports. I don't know sports. I think it's an Empire. Yeah. Uh, well, I call the Umpire Ray, and he'll come over and say, "My name isn't Ray," and I'll say, "Oh, sorry. I thought you were Ray Charles." Because if you blow a call on a pitch like that, there's something wrong. This isn't something that happened. This is something he's fantasizing and he's ready for. And he already knows how they're going to respond. <sighs> My name's not Ray. <laughs> yeah, it's so cheesy, all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Oh, sorry. I got more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, uh, he's talking about when he had to throw a pitch at the one uh, some baseball game somewhere that he opened up and threw a little pitch at. And he says... Uh, now I sign everything with a sharpie marker. They just write about, or they write on almost everything. But the umps insisted baseballs must be signed with a ballpoint pen. I guess all baseball people like their baseballs autographed with ballpoint pens and not sharpies. Those sharpies work and look a lot better. That's it. That's the book. I know. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> this is something I had to read. Yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah. Kind of related to your uh, Ferguson Jenkins story there. That wasn't. That never happened. But he was fantasizing about. It. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was. In the Bobby Hull chapter. You ever heard of Bobby Hull? No. Okay. What about his son, Brett Hull? I read about these two in the book. Okay. Otherwise, I am not familiar. Okay. <laughs> They're hockey players. Okay, great. Um, I imagine everyone's hockey-related in this book, except for the baseball section, but go on. And the musician. And the musician, that's true. Um... <laughs> I don't know. He was relating some story. I don't know if the story is even important. Um, it was just a guy telling a joke at a speaking engagement. Oh, yeah. And he's relating <laughs> the story. And he, he finishes this, this secondhand story by saying, not too sure how much of this is true and how much is a myth, but it's pretty funny. I know. <laughs> And, and just in the story, it insulting. wasn't that funny. It wasn't no, that wasn't funny. That funny. It, it was, was kind of like, insulting to the woman. That's what this book is. Yeah. Yeah, I... Uh, I have an example of why I can't stop hearing, like, one of my grandpa's friends. Uh, so, how Don met his wife, and I said he talks like anyone my grandpa ever had over. And it's Don, so you come to Hershey, did you know you're responsible for Rose and me getting married, blah, blah, blah. Um, then Larry says, I don't know about that. When I was rooming with you, you were playing all this love music, so she must have gotten to you. I'm trying to get ready for the game and you're playing love music, Don. It was Unchained Melody. Roommates, you never let me sleep. Larry, I tried, Don, I tried. Don, I'd be coming in from the bars and you'd be going out for a walk. What was going on, Larry? I always, I was always pumped up. I wanted to win so badly. You know how you walk after uh, racehorses, races, whatever. And then Don goes, you're supposed to go out and have a few beers. Larry goes, Don, you complained when I went out for walks. Took a bath, did anything, and I tried to be nice and quiet. Then you complained I breathed too loud. You said I kept you up all night breathing too loud. Don, well, you snored pretty good. That's an entire second of the book that I had to, like, sit and read. I'm like, why am I reading this? This has nothing to do with... Variable odd couple there, huh? I know, exactly. Boy, crazy shenanigans. Um, yeah. I thought we were supposed to have uh, sports sound effects for this episode. Where are we going to have... Wow. Um, no, I didn't realize we are going to... I thought we talked about that last time. 
uh, we'll try to find a sound of a slap shot to put in right here. <laughs> I think uh, next week when we're doing the second half of this book, we have got to get a sports soundboard queued up. What if I just got the sound of a crowd cheering that just went on continuously for the entire conversation? <laughs> yeah, instead of the little music in the background, can you just have the din of the crowd? Yeah, exactly, as if we're in the stadium. Stadium? Sure. Hockey rink. Arena. <laughs> Arena. There yeah. we go. Uh, he knew Gord Downey from the Tragically Hip, a Canadian band, apparently. So I've heard of the Tragically Hip. I've heard of them, too. When you just started talking about Gord, though... Yeah. With no context, I had no idea who the fuck he was talking about. I figured it was just I had to look guy. up Gord Downey. I figured it was a hockey guy. No, nope. me too. No, it's a. He did mention the tragically hip at one point deep into the story. I'm like, oh, this is a person yeah. from a band, and he's dead now. Didn't say how he died. Cancer and the ending, brain cancer. Um, yeah, Don Terry didn't bother to mention that. No, he didn't bother to throw in how he died. He did throw in, which was actually kind of a sad moment where Gord Downey, like the last time they talked, they like. It, Gord explained how he was doing in his illness, which he never says what the illness is. Then he looks down in the eye and just says, well, I'm going to be saying goodbye then. And then that was the last time they saw each other. And that's like sad, yeah. but we don't get to know how he, yeah. what, what he died from or what he was suffering from. Yeah, it's sad, but it's not at all poignant in this book. No, and what is important is that he gets the last word, which is... <laughs> that's always important. Yeah, the quote being, in many ways, Gord was like the band's goalie, even if the rest of the band had a great show and Gord was off a night. Everyone would say the band had a bad show. The same with the goalie. You can have a good team, and as a coach, you can have your team ready. But if your goalie has a bad game, the chances are you're going to lose. That's how he ended his section with Gordon. <laughs> I guess that's one of the unifying themes in this book. Is he is bit, so he was coaching uh, the Colorado team, mm-hmm. uh, the Colorado Rockies, I think that's what they're called. Short-lived sure. franchise in the NHL. Mm. And he was bitter that like, management wouldn't acquire a good goalie for him. Mm. Yep. And he, he keeps bringing that up. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're right. It did come up like a good yeah. three to four times. Like just this non sequitur. Like, yeah. Can't let it go. Good. As I learned in Colorado, you can't do anything <laughs> without a good goalie. And <laughs> just like, he did. He brought it up a lot. He even like was... Talking about a goalie, like one of the first goalies yeah. to wear a mask. I forget who this person's I, name is, yeah, but he's the first goalie to wear a mask. It's like, but he was a good goalie. I never had one of those when I was in Colorado. Yeah, and he's relaying the story. Like one of the stories, the transcripts from a show was one of his guests was talking about, well, you never had a good goalie in Colorado, though, did you? Grapes. <laughs> Grapes. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so, yeah, he glosses over the mortality of a supposedly close friend and just slaps in a hockey analogy on his life and, yeah. or his performance in the band and then because um, output is important to Don Cherry yeah. <laughs> and not who you are what kind of yeah. life you've lived but like what are you doing well how yeah. important are you <laughs> I also did you I didn't do this yet I thought maybe we should save it for the show but mm. uh, the music video the that he was in that he was talking about never seen it well neither have I maybe we should uh well, we'll watch it at the end. I think so. It involves the Trailer Park Boys. Yep. Another Canadian <laughs> institution. It's like the most stereotypical Canadian thing. Coaching. This yep. is where we can actually have a conversation. Yep. Coaching and fighting. Yeah. Where it's not just him printing the transcripts of his show. Uh, coaching. He made a point. So for I me, think he's actually got a point. Yeah. That one, though. Yeah. Like, and he's I got was, a valid point there. He was talking about how what little I know about hockey parents is they pay a lot of money to put these kids in hockey and spend a lot of time yeah a lot of traveling yeah yeah. it pretty much eats up their whole lives so the parents become pretty demanding because they want to get the most they can so I understand that Uh, so the trend over time is having the kids do drills till it's almost like you know like jumping over hockey sticks apparently was something he mentioned in there do you know about the drills well I think this is and that's not even specific to hockey I think it's a lot of that's how youth sports works Mm -hmm. is like Practices, they don't. Don Cherry is saying they should just be scrimmaging during practice, basically just yeah. playing games against each other. But mm-hmm. um, instead, kids end up just doing all these drills. And I think you're supposed. To, the idea is you're supposed to like get the fundamentals down. You're supposed to know mm-hmm. all the basics. And, yeah. Um, but so they don't know how to like play the game. Then they know how to like move their feet correctly or whatever. Right, they don't know right. how to just like play hockey. And, yeah, and he made a good point about the and the kids aren't having of, fun either. And like, that's right. a huge problem. Like, yeah, because it's just that they stand kids. around bored and stuff. So yeah. he's saying like the nuances of like 
you know, getting using the stick and with the puck and whatever and trying to get around a person. It's just yeah. the stuff, the little things you learn just kind of subconsciously as you're playing. So that made a lot of sense. So do yeah. you agree with that? Do you, or just, is he exaggerating? Because he is a blowhard and an old Oh, man. he's a blowhard. But is I he exaggerating or you think he makes a good point? No, I, I think he makes a good point there. And I think, like, I'm... Insofar as I'm still a sports fan, it's mostly mm-hmm. soccer-related. And <clears throat> I think the U.S. men's national soccer team isn't as good as it should be given mm-hmm. the resources that this country has. And that's yeah. I think a lot of it is just the countries that are good at soccer, the kids just play yeah. soccer. And here it's this structured practice and they're yeah. not actually playing games. They're just doing drills. And so that, I think that, there's something you've said. For that. As, an, uh, as a moron when it comes to sports, that makes sense to me. Like, well, the kid should be playing. That's how you practice is yeah. you got to play against other people. Yeah, and understand. just develop those instincts about what you're supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. Do, but yeah, by running through cones or whatever. Yeah, so he makes a really good point about that. Um, oh, but I do like... He, I have a quote here where he says, uh, like I said, when the coach has the kids kneeling, and then in parentheses, when I coached high school hockey, the kids never knelt. I told them never to kneel before anybody. <laughs> <laughs> he says it's more of a show for the parents than for the benefit of the kids. But I yeah. do like how he has to squeeze in his own, like, don't you kneel before anyone. <laughs> um, but yeah, blowhard is definitely a good word to describe Mr. Cherry. Yeah. Um, and then the fighting section... <laughs> Well, let's back up. So there's mm-hmm. a chapter. The chapter I know was just called Fighting, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but before that, I want to go back to... He kind of gave a hint of what was to come mm-hmm. uh, back in the King Clancy chapter. <laughs> oh, I got notes on King Clancy. Um, That's before Bobby Hull and Gord Downey, right? <laughs> uh, oh, there yes. it is. King Clancy. Yeah, yeah I got it. Immediately before Gord Downey. Um, so in the King Clancy <laughs> chapter, he's... He's going to read the same one? Well, no, he's he's relaying the story of uh, this fight in the 30s oh. in, during a hockey game. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it was just a big benches-clearing brawl, I guess. And uh, mm-hmm. the police were involved in Boston to like break up this fight between all the hockey players. <laughs> and um, he's... Don Cherry has... Uh, he's quoting a newspaper article from Boston back at the, at the time that this occurred, back in the 30s. Mm-hmm. And it ends up... It's describing this... Uh, Terrible scene, all this fighting, and the the paragraph concludes with the newspaper saying, "All in all, the eleven thousand fans had a wild and very merry Christmas at the Garden." <laughs> and Don Cherry's uh, response is, "I love the way the sports reporters wrote back then, saying what everybody at the Garden was thinking. Today, the write-up would have used the words quote ugly incident about a thousand yeah, times.' I actually have that too. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's so yeah. back in the good old days, you could watch a couple dozen grown men beating the shit out of each other and enjoy it. <laughs> you don't have to be ashamed about enjoying it. <laughs> Nowadays, you have to pretend you're offended. Yeah, we got uh, my. I have one quote from King saying, uh, yes, his name was Sex. <laughs> now, that's a funny name to call a dog. Now, in the department I was in years ago, uh, anyway, one night we got loose, and it was late, so I decided to go out in my pajamas and look for him. So I went around the neighborhood saying, here's Sex, here's Sex. Then a policeman drove up and stopped. He got out of his car and said, what are you doing, King? And I said, I'm looking for Sex. And he said, not on my beat, you're not. That never happened. No. It's just one of those stories it's that old not- people tell each other. <laughs> It's way too constructed, it's too convenient, and it's not that clever. Yeah. I named my dog Sex. Yeah. All right. Anyway. (laughs) Fighting. Uh, Do you want to give an overview on the fighting? You could probably be a little more eloquent than I would with it. To be concise, uh, there's used to be more fighting in hockey than there is nowadays, Mm -hmm. and as a result, players suffer more injuries nowadays. Mm Hmm? Hmm? Nowadays, they suffer more injuries? Yes. Oh, whoa, whoa. Because the fighting, that was uh, regulating all the violent play back in the day. You knew if you took a cheap shot at somebody, Mm. you were going to get in a fight. Uh. Whereas nowadays, you don't have to worry about any retaliation, so you can just take cheap shots at the other team's star players. Uh. And that's why they're getting injured more. Yep. Because there's a, you know, it used to be this beautiful self-regulating system or... (laughs) A you, gentle balance, a yeah, perfect ecosystem. If, if you hit Wayne Gretzky too hard, Marty McSorley's going to come over and punch you in the face. Yeah, you just throwing out but, names. Uh, uh, they were enforcers. Yeah. So am I getting this right that there were people who are like, you are going to play hockey, but maybe you're not that good, but your job is to go beat the crap out of someone that harasses Wayne Gretzky? Yeah, that's how it That was came. actually a thing? That's how it, yeah, that yeah. Up? No, that was totally okay. a thing. That's, yeah, Wayne Gretzky had his enforcers. And... <laughs> I love the concept. Yeah. 
<laughs> I got my fellas. But that was one of the other points that Don Trey made. It was like, even back in his day, the enforcers, they could still play some hockey, too. They would mm. score some points. I oh. think he threw some stats at you for that. Because like his, his enforcers, they, they had some goals, too. Mm. But then as it went on, it just, the enforcers were like only there to fight. They wouldn't play very much, so mm-hmm. they knew that. Because I don't know how familiar you are with hockey, but the players <laughs> go on and off the ice as the game goes on. Yeah. It's not the same guys on the ice for the whole game. Well, he talked about how there were some players that would just go and go and go and never get off the ice. So I thought, yeah. I guess that's a thing. Hey, your dad's calling me. I know. It's his birthday. <laughs> so maybe you should answer the phone. Well, you it's know, your dad. I, I tried calling him twice earlier. He didn't answer. I left him a voicemail. What does that voicemail sound like? Was it you in the car? Ah, happy birthday, Dad! It was like the loud noise on the yeah, end. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll call him back later. Oh, well, he gave up. You're going to get an angry voicemail, I imagine. I'm not going to get an angry... If anything, I'll get a drunk voicemail. Oh, uh, you think so? Well, tell him that you're uh, doing a podcast about sports. Sportscast. He'll be so proud of his boy. <laughs> I was weirdly touched reading this. Um, suddenly it was the fighting the coaching and fighting chapters were the ones where I suddenly started to not see him so much as a cartoon character being loud and annoying, which he yeah. is. Oh yeah. I started to see sort of like a softer side to him, which was the guy just goes straight at a thing and in his life that thing is hockey and he lives and breathes it and he looks at another person and only sees hockey analogies swarming all over him. And uh, he sees coaching now happening where he made some uh, reference to a coach for high school hockey that brought their kids to, like, the playoffs and they won and whatever. But then the next year he couldn't get a coaching job because the parents didn't like that he had the kids scrimmaging so much. Yeah. So he's sort of seeing, like, what's happening with hockey. And it's, like, making him frustrated and angry and loud but also sad. Yeah. And so then he makes a big thing about the coaching about how the kids – you know, want to have fun playing and they want to have the excitement of imagining them playing pro. But he says, I don't know if it's an exaggeration or not, but he says that a lot of the coaches will tell the kids you have a one in a million chance of getting into the NHL. Well, it's just, it's just Canada. So it's one in a hundred thousand. There aren't that many people out there. All right, fine. It's a ton. It's just Canada. Yeah, it's just Canada. Um, So they, but he's, so he's talking about how it's kind of crushing the kids' dreams. They yeah. don't get to play into the fantasy and enjoy it and do whatever. And so they don't really develop a love for the game. They're just kind of... And so it's like it's making him sad. The way he was writing, I was getting this impression like, oh, he's actually like a little bit heartbroken that these kids are missing out on something that he enjoyed when he was a kid. Yeah, I think so. Same with fighting. He was talking about fighting and how it, re- you know, like you said, regulated, uh, you know, the kind of... Things that were happening in the game that are should be illegal, like using the stick to trick someone up and that kind of thing. You just yeah. go as an accident and nothing happens to that person and whatever. Um, and he's also seeing that the tides have changed where it's not this sport that he has all these fond memories for. It's Now it's a sport that's become kind of glossy and for the masses. And so he was talking about, so 92 is when they apparently changed the rules about fighting. Like the person to inst- initiate a fight gets this like long penalty time or something. Yeah. And I, yeah. Yeah. And so they're, extra saying, for they're also saying that fight. less fights would make it more appealing to Americans. And he said, unfortunately, it's true. So he's kind of watching everything change. and become, No, he didn't say that was true. He said Americans love the fighting. Well, he was saying that unfortunately it was true that it did broaden the appeal, but oh, that okay. he's like, but I went to America and everyone yeah. loved it. And he was, yeah. yeah, so you're right. But he was trying to say that like, unfortunately, like they were right about the the broad appeal of yeah. removing the fighting and stuff. So it's like these last two chapters, you're sort of seeing this guy who's got all these fond memories and all this history involving tons of fights because that's all he could ever talk yeah. about. And it's all going away and it's not his game anymore that he's based his entire life around. So I kind of felt bad for him. Yeah, he... Conveniently leaves out some things about fighting, like oh, well, well, okay, and, well, go enforcing on. in general. Um, the fact that you're holding your phone right now makes me think that you have some examples you plan on bringing up. Well, I, I know you've probably never heard of this guy, but uh, Derek Bugard. <laughs> you just keep. Dra- yeah, we know I've never heard of this okay. guy. That's <laughs> why I, mean, I thought maybe you had. No, I know Dino Cicerelli and Wayne Gretzky. He played locally here for the uh, Minnesota Wild. Yeah, I'll see he that. was kind of a cult figure, but he was he was the enforcer, so he was there um, to fight. Okay, um, and he. Died at the age of 28 because he overdosed on painkillers. Oh. Because he was addicted to them because he was in constant pain from fighting all the time. And sure. I don't think he's the only example of that. Yeah. I think there's another guy. Well, Bobby Probert's dead. Um, but he was an enforcer <laughs> back in the 80s. <laughs> it's like, and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he died of a heart attack. Oh, 
No, that's what I was thinking of him. Because uh, he had a... After he died, his family donated his body, and they found that he had CTE in his brain. What's CTE? Chronic traumatic encephalopathy. It's, I like how you threw a CTE out there like I should know what that I'm is. I'm sorry. Well, that's a sports thing. <laughs> no, oh, is it? Yeah, it's the... It's You hear about more with football players with the NFL. Oh, it's sure, sure, sure. brain damage. Got it. So anyway, uh, Don Cherry fails to mention that part about fighting. And that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I have video clips of him that I was watching because I'm like, what is the voice of this guy? So like, I, is he as much of a blowhard as I imagine he is? And I pulled up some YouTube videos and yeah, he's exactly what I thought he would be. It's just shouting super loud. I should probably play a clip. But he uh, he romanticizes fighting and then is weird about it he's not ashamed to say that he sucker punched people like if somebody did something I was mad at them I'd wait till they weren't looking at me and I'd hit them <laughs> well then he gave he was uh, relaying that story of the I forget which player it was the one who almost died because his head hit the ice during the oh fight. yeah yeah he, yeah like, took him to the hospital and his like the player's dad apparently came to Boston with a loaded gun to shoot the other guy and got talked out of it and it's like yeah I love yeah, that. Yeah, those are the good old days. Yeah, you know, uh, that is that does show a certain time where a guy could be sitting in a bar drinking with a gun, and the cops would just talk him out of the yeah, gun and yeah. then let him go. Yeah. Ugh. Well, he was white, so that probably helped. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> um, so I'm going to play a, a, a clip that I thought was hilarious from YouTube, um, but one of the comments underneath it is someone saying, if Bill O'Reilly and Homer Simpson had a child. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let me pull it up. So I looked up some YouTube videos to try and figure out, like, what does this guy sound like when he talks? Is, you know, how do I relate what he's, how his writing is with how he talks? And it is completely identical. Um, so, like, the clip about the you snore thing with his roommate and stuff, I'm like, is he as much as an annoying person? He is. And so here's an example that I want you to hear of him on his show with his other co-host, Ron McLean. Rams had a tough time with realignment. We're out of time. Do you have any thoughts on that? I had no thoughts. Uh, I know one thing, Ottawa is awful happy there uh, in uh, uh, in that Adams division to get Montreal. Can I ask you a personal favor? Certainly. Yes. The next time we do Coach's Corner before you, would you not eat a Caesar salad or something like that? <laughs> oh, that was a pesto with the Whatever the hell it was, don't turn it again. If, I, if I'm not mistaken. Thanks right. uh, for your culinary expertise and everything. Yeah. He just calls out that his co-host got bad breath on the show. <laughs> I can't tell if that was in jest or is that mean spirited. It's I, I most can't tell. likely just. Oh, it's mean spirited. I'm sure. Well, no, I'm sure it's just like the story about um, being Ray Charles. He probably planned that for five hours before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, none of that was spontaneous. I'm sure. Oh wait, you weren't recording there. I'm recording right now. Okay. <laughs> did you smile at me with that pervert face of yours? Ben, what did you, uh, what's your takeaway from, uh, you already got the Twilight book? Yeah. You're pulling it out and everything. Look at that cover. Oh, wait, wait, do you want to, do we want to just say what that is? I mean. What does it matter? It's our show. We can do whatever we want. Well, I mean, we, okay. Ooh, hey, we're first book we're reading Twilight decks, everybody. Yeah, oh boy. Man, you got a nice compact little volume here. This I was just nice. glad I found it used, so I only had to spend four dollars on it. Yeah, that's the thing. We don't have to. Uh, so Ben and I have a problem where we um, we have more than one problem. We got a couple huh? problems. Yeah, we got a couple problems. Yeah. We uh, well, we have to. Finish I this. get stuff on the Kindle, so I get my books right away. I get them real yeah. snappy. Ben refuses to use a Kindle. I don't so. like reading like that. What book did you read on your phone? Double, double Dirty Mountain Men. That's. <laughs> It it's always so comes back to the menage romance. <laughs> I just like the idea of you sitting in your work bathroom trying to squeeze in some more time and hold her on your phone. <laughs> but otherwise, I get books right away. I'm a Kindle, and uh, Ben has to go get paper copies. And so we just settle on I don't on like reading on the e-reader. You don't have to. It's fine. We can do it. We just have to We have to make sure that you can get a copy. And stop trying to offer me your, your crap Kindle, your old Kindle that you don't want anymore. I don't want your so pity Kindle. Easier. The I don't John want Cherry it. The was a huge problem for us. I'm surprised you found it in paperback. It just came out. Well, I had to get shipped from Canada, presumably. <laughs> Where they don't, they can't afford paperbacks in Canada. The Yeah, the it is Anchor Canada. Oh, boy. Ooh, I wonder, do you think this is a first edition? That's, that's what I'm thinking, because it just came out. You're looking at a first edition there, Ben. 
You have to take good care of this one. You should get him to sign it with a Sharpie. We should go to a Don Cherry book <laughs> not signing. Not a ballpoint pen. No, Sharpie. not a ballpoint pen. Yeah, I would if never. he ever comes to town, we should go and get the book signed. Oh, I'm sure he comes to town every now and then. What are your thoughts on this book? It's... I, uh, nah. I don't care enough about <laughs> it like, to read this. Like, we walk away with no feelings one way or the other about this book. That's the no, best part. Like, we're not offended. We're just like... Yeah, experiencing he's it. Kind of a sad old man. I don't know. He's... Yeah. Uh, do you think that he puts like a clear gloss on his nails? He seems like the kind of guy that wears a lot of rings and puts a clear gloss on his nails, I... like Dick did at the dry cleaners. Wait, he put for clear real. Gloss. Not exaggerating. <laughs> he used to put clear gloss, and I said one time he came over and he was talking to me. And he had like a little pinky ring and everything, and he's tan, just like Don Cherry. He's yeah. Like, like spray tanned or whatever. And I said, "Why are your nails so shiny?" And he goes, well, I put a clear gloss on them. And I go, why? <laughs> he goes, well, it protects the nails. What we do here at the dry cleaners can really damage the nails. <laughs> I think Don Cherry puts a gloss on his fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Dick Gay. <laughs> One thing I also noticed, I, I don't telling. get enough credit for cracking you up on this show because I'll be <laughs> editing and I'm I'm laughing because I'm loud. Yeah. And then you're just quietly laughing. I'm like, damn it, I wish we could get that zip closer to the mic and get him laughing. Um, so I'll work on that, I guess. Otherwise, it just sounds like I'm making myself laugh right. the entire time. Your takeaway is just a sad old man. Pretty much. My things, were, things were better in his day. Yeah. That's... My takeaway being... Um, I feel bad. He seems genuinely sad, but also incredibly wealthy, and everyone's paying attention to him, so he's not really sad. Yeah. Also, I wouldn't want to be in the industry of hockey in the 1970s because it sounds horrible. Yeah. Grubby, gross, lots of fighting. Yeah, a lot of blood everywhere. And also, they uh, people were severely underpaid back then, so they had the American Hockey League, and then they start, or that's they had the National Hockey League, yeah. and then like this competing one got started, the, the, the American... The WA, the World Hockey League. The oh, WHL. that's what it was, World yeah. Hockey League. Uh, and then they paid people crazy amounts of money, but then they went under and folded. And It just sounds like it's a, a loveless sport. Well, with that, we will complete the last half of this book next week. Uh, <laughs> Make sure you like and subscribe. <laughs> Is that you doing Leave us part? a review on iTunes, please. All right. Well, so we're going to finish up the next uh, thing next week. <laughs> <laughs> like, I kind of just want to skip the rest of the book and just go to Twilight at this point, but we're going to read it. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Book Boys. You're not going to do it? I don't know. It's Thank your signature you. thing. Well, you know. What, are you, put, are you closeting that? Keep it fresh. Wow. You know? Okay. Don't want to do the same thing every time. Every time. I'm just waiting. You're going to try and surprise me. No. Okay. All right. Well, then that's, that's the end of the show. Yeah. And I'm going to hit stop now. And you're not going to shout it? <laughs>